Hello, Dave. What was the issue there? Oh, uh, I had the microphone set up wrong. Microphone what on? The setup wrong. Oh, it was recording okay. off the little. That will cost you, in, won't it? And built mic rather than the microphones that we've got in our hands. Um, that. I'm also sitting right in the sun, but I kind of like it. But it's also oh, yeah? a little bit much. Well, we can always pause and do a little shifter if need be. I'll just cop it. I could probably pop this jumper off. I get too yeah, hot. Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how are you? Not bad. You are uh, at the tail end of a lot of work. How are you feeling? Yeah, good. I uh, napped most of today. I got up at like 7am and did a whole bunch of work to get some deadlines and then watched The End of the Fugitive and then napped. I mean, what more do you want? Yeah. Definitely. I could have kept on napping this afternoon, but I thought I'd uh, make the journey down to Slobia, have a chat with my old mate Dave. Oh, what a great choice. I mean, napping would have been good too, but uh, here we are. I also just drank my beer really quickly, but it was delicious. Oh, yeah? which What was that one again? Um... I don't know how to pronounce it. It's from Wild Beer in the UK. It's Tepatch, Tepachi. Tempatch, something like that maybe? T- yeah. T-A-P-A, T-E-P-A-C-H-E. I think there was an M in there after the first D. I don't think there is. Okay. Just called a, it's listed as a soured ale, 6%. Uh, it's really lovely. Cool. Really lovely. It's kind of like pineapple juice. Oh, mm. there you go. Mm. What are you drinking? I'm always surprised by Wild Beer Company. Not surprised because everything's always been pretty good that I've had, mm. but I never really think to... Just nab them up. I don't, maybe a lot of UK beers I don't really go for. Yeah. They sort of come and go, I think, at times. And mm. we'll see a whole bunch of them and then we won't see them for a while. And you never know how old anything is on the shelf. So, yeah, true. What are you drinking? I'm drinking bicycle be- ale, bicycle beer. What do what they call beer, it? Yeah. yeah. So good. So we saw that Glenn Harrison, the head brewer at Bice- uh, sorry, Temple, has left. Yep. Um, I was chatting to him the, the other day and he is. Currently looking for new projects, but not actively. Right. Looking okay. on the couch. Um, so, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what he get up, gets up to. I really like his Yeah, beers. I like him. And he's a, he's, a, he's a valuable commodity, I think. Yeah, yeah. Fun to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah. What's going on with Temple? I don't know. The head brewer's just left. Yeah. Uh, that's about all I know. Amid some development as well. Yeah. I thought there was, but I haven't heard anything about that. I probably should ask him. True. Uh, Next time, hey? Yeah. I've got some more news. Do you want to talk about Goose Island first? Sure. Is it news there goose-related news? Well, it's just the kind of like, I guess they released um, Bourbon County in Australia for the first time. Yep. They had the midnight launch. Mm -hmm. I was going to go to that, but I ended up, I was working, so I couldn't. Um, Seemed to be successful. The Bourbon County. Well, how do you measure success for an event like that? I don't know. I feel like all they'd have to do is bring it out and it'd be a success, right? Yeah. Um, I know the beer sold out in most places where they had it in bottles pretty quickly. I went to an event. You went to an event. What Goose event? Island related, hey? Yeah, what did you During go to? During Migration Week. Mm. Uh, I went to the uh, Sweet and Sour event, which was a Goose Island sour beer and uh, donut pairing uh, event at All Day Donuts in Fitzroy. Um, have you ever, ever been there before? Uh, on Gertrude? No. no, no, it's just off Sydney Road. Okay, that no. might be totally wrong, by the way. Yeah, no, but I it's haven't. yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, it's cool. They make some pretty delicious donuts. They had uh, the uh, I don't know what the best term would be, but um, the barrel master or the blend oh, yep. master. Yep. I can't remember her name. Brooke, perhaps. Oh, that she, could be she looks like fermentation, I think. Uh, fermentation and quality, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah sorry. Yep. Uh, and then they had 
can't remember his name either. Actually, I'm doing all right, I don't know. Uh, who was who'd been brewing there for ten years? Oh, uh, David. Dave, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, he was good value. They'd yeah. been at La Serene all day, so they turned up um, lubricated. Yep, yep. Uh, and it was a good time because they're very. Uh, everyone's everyone on the Goose team that I've met so far is very uh, generous with their time and. Um, information and energy and that sort of stuff. So it was a good event. And um, the pairings were kind of fun too. The pairings were actually all disastrous for the beer. Like Mm. there wasn't one that complemented like the donut complement because it's too much sugar going Mm. on. I mean, you can't can't really have delicate um, flavor profiles when you've got a whole bunch of sugar in your mouth. But Mm. it was still fun um, by comparison though. We had four beers. We had the uh, Jillian. We had Jillian before. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I can't really remember what Jillian is. But we had that with lemon, white pepper, honey donuts. Sounds fun. Absolutely fantastic. Lolita, their raspberry sour with a raspberry marshmallow donut, which was like diabetic. Yeah, yeah. It was outrageous. (laughs) Uh, And then we had Halia, which is like the peach sour um, with a white chocolate and whipped peach cream donut, which was probably the best pair of the night because that was probably more of a low-key donut i mm. guess um and then october beer with um warm apple cider and caramel donut which was probably the most delicious pair, like individually mm. but um still weird i mean it's so much there was so much like and you were getting a whole donut sauce. each time yeah so oh, one donut took, is like too much donut for me yeah yeah like i was i think i I over overdid it, but I think I ate half of what I was given, and then we took, we took the rest home. Like, but it was just so. It's a lot. Mm. It's a lot. Um, but uh, it was good. It was good fun. Uh, I also went along to, to. I went to their um, one with Maker Coffee, which was Maker Coffee's uh, just near Mountain Goat there and oh, Western yeah. in, in Richmond, uh, and we it was kind of they blended a couple of their beers with coffees. Um, basically to order, so there's a, a cold brew on tap. Yeah. And then a, another cold brew. Um, so they blended them with Halia and oh, another one, uh, Madame Rosé, mm-hmm. Madame Rose maybe, uh, which is a Flanders style. It's really fun. So you could try the beer, try the coffee, try them blended together. Uh, really delicious. Nice. Really good stuff. Uh, I was probably most impressed with the, some of the coffee. Yeah. Um, I think it was an Ethiopian yogurt chip, which is uh, one of my favourite Beans. Yeah, me too, actually. Uh, and the maker's cold brew with that was just awesome. Just pretty good. Nice. Um, they also gave us a bottle of the October beer and another coffee to take away. They blended basically and capped during the oh, event. Oh, okay. Um, so what do they do? They uncap it and then... No, no. So they had like a bottle of the October beer and they said blank bottles and they blended them. So yeah, I nice. imagine they're not going to keep for a while. So we drank ours that night and I used... We had two, so I... Put one in the barbecue sauce. I was making ribs nice. that night, and then we drank one. All we had the ribs. It was uh, nice. Yeah, the sauce turn out. It was like the best. They are doing a lot. Yeah. When I, when I saw the list of events for Migration Week, I was like, yeah. And given they're pretty committed to having a lot of their core team at all at all mm. the events, that's mm. a big week. So I spoke with Ken Stout, uh, yeah. famous aptronym from Goose Island. He's the international president. I think the only better one is Brett Porter, right? Yeah. I spoke to him for our um, Patreon. Oh, yeah. So I think I'll put that out 
start of December mm-hmm. for our $5 subscribers and up. Really good chat, really good guy. We only had about 30 minutes. Where do you go to if you want to hear that chat? Uh, Patreon.com slash Isle of Time. And Give us five bucks. Five bucks a month. Bit of exclusive content. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess a bit of a teaser. He We talked about their brew pub. Oh, yeah. Or should I say brew pubs Ooh. to come in Melbourne. Uh, they have a brewer lined up. They're lo- looking for spaces at the moment. So uh, I'm sure it'll leak like a server soon as they get. Glenn Harrison. <laughs> not Glenn Harrison. <laughs> I think I asked Glenn directly. Well, someone did. It's not him. Um, so, yeah. I guess, I don't know. There's what? a lot to come from Goose Island. Uh, look, you would have seen a lot of them and you're only going to see more of them. Yeah. I have stopped wearing my Goose Island hat. Ooh, but you got a golden drug hat. So yeah, wearing kind of it's more of an old manny hat. I figure I've, uh, I'm going to damn the man. I mean, still rocking the Casbah as the kids yeah, say yeah, these days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, going off Fugitive, you've got your Richard Kimball beard going. You yep. might as well complete the uh, old man uh, exactor. Blue Moon. I went to a Blue Moon event. Yeah. I don't know what they're up to, but I've actually I got an interview with someone from the company tomorrow. Okay. As in I'm interviewing him. Just maybe for the website, because uh, I'm kind of curious. Because the beer's okay, but the, I guess the brand is strong in the US, right? And it's been in Australia for a while, and it seems like they're relaunching somehow. Because I remember, I think you went to a launch about three or four years ago from Blue Moon, didn't you? No, did you? No, oh, well, it happened at least. I think there was okay. a a launch where there was a lot of. Uh, I had my first one at Gabs this year. Oh, okay. Um, and we went to the launch at Leonard's House of Love and it was, it was just free Blue Moon and some free snacks. How insistent um, were they on the slice of orange? Yeah, pretty insistent, I think. To be honest, I just end up squeezing it in because it actually... Yeah, I mean, like, helps. it's pretty pretty um, rigid marketing they've built around it, so um, I'm sure they want to protect you. Yeah, it was an interesting launch. Have you been to Leonard's House of Love? And no. Off, off Chapel Street? It kind of feels like, like it's... Dressed up to be a bit of a dive slash bluesy bar. Oh, like it's effort, it's effortfully A diving. little bit, yeah. And it just kind of feels like, I don't know, everyone there was playing. It feels like everyone's playing dress-ups and no one's genuinely like, that's how they normally live. A bit of a Truman Show. Yeah, sort of yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just being too judgmental. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, and we sat there, we enjoyed our, our snacks and we enjoyed our beer. So whatever, I guess. Yeah, I mean, keen to hear what happens with the interview, I guess. Yeah. See what their angle is. Also on... Saturday I went to Burnley Brewing mm. in Burnley, which is – is Burnley an actual suburb? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Just next to Richmond there. Yeah, um, the uh, western side of Richmond, I think. Yeah. So you second. can pretty much walking distance from Slow Beer and Mountain Goat and Outgang Bar. Uh, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Mm. The beers were tasting really good. Uh, I had a chat to Neil who uh, is one part of the team that's kind of created it and they've got on board a – a brewer who's had experience. Glenn Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brewer who's had experience um, in Germany studying malt and brewing in okay. Germany. Um, That's and promising. Yeah, so they're contract brewing at the moment with a, a slightly larger production brewery to come and then their own, I guess, smaller brewery in-house. I said that backwards, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Uh, I had tasted the range and they were all really good. What was the range? From uh, that Vienna Lager and a Pils um, right up to a double IPA. Um, that are dry stout in the mix as well. They had a coffee brown ale, which is really nice, like uh, cold brew coffee. Um, that sounds like a pretty uh, – I'd be happy to see that list if I went into a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, the pale was 
the highlight. Man, it was good. Um, I think it was Why? Just, it's just clean, like bright yellow, nice and bitter, um, really fragrant, but just easy drinking. Perfect. Uh, How's the pills? Pills was lovely. It was all, yeah, all the beers were re- tasting really good. So nice. uh, the space is really nice in terms of it. How big is it? It's pretty big. Um, I don't know, hard to say. They've got yeah, like okay. booths in there and they've got... Square meterage, go. <laughs> uh, it kind of felt like there was you know, a couple of families and a couple of like ladies stopped in for lunch with a glass of wine. So it seems like people just kind of going past rather than a beer nerd well, crowd. That's but promising. The, like if yeah. it's welcoming enough people to be able to commit Definitely. to that just by walking past or whatever, then great. Um, there used to be Romulus and Remus, which was an Italian restaurant. Um, that kind of focus on Roman-style feast food, which never, I don't think, really worked. Uh, but they've retained all the kitchen crew. Um, so one of the guys from that has stayed on. Right. One of the part owners or the, the co-founders. And so the food has a Italian sort of slant, but with also some, some sort of, you know, they got wings on there as well. Yeah, but, sure. um, yeah, it looked like really nice big booths, really good beers. I was yeah, really we impressed. Had the, we had an email from, was it Neil that emailed yeah, us? Yeah, yeah no, like just his enthusiasm sort of, was hmm. attractive and I kind of, I kind of don't want, I really want to check it out actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I think people are going to notice, and, and I didn't say anything, but Neil brought it up, was the the font they've used for Burnley. When you isolate just the B, which they've done for the back of their t-shirts, just like Brooklyn, it looks just yeah, like yeah, right. Okay. Um, so, and I think they're going to change that now that they sort of realised <laughs> um, it doesn't look exactly the same, but there is. We'll just don't isolate the B. It's yeah, fine. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was uh, really good checking it out, and I, I'm sure we'll be back. Yeah, um, I'm keen to. We've already loosely scheduled in a chat with them Ooh. once they're up and running. Speaking of brew pubs, Fixation finally announced their Fun. opening in Collingwood. Fun. I think they looked at Footscray for a while, uh, but now Collingwood. So I think I can't remember the time frame for that. March next year, maybe. It's not far away, is it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, watch the space. Uh, maybe we'll have but a catch hey, up. With like if we can. Go to a place that's going to be cranking out some different beers that are loosely based around their ethos of fresh IPAs. Then sounds like a winner. A couple of fans here. Con- I reckon, Collingwood yeah. makes sense as well for that area. Yeah, I think so. Um, our hundredth episode is coming up. Fast approaching, you might say. Yeah, what is this? Ninety-eight. Yeah, we are technically over a hundred. Yeah, but you've got to count real episodes. Yeah. Um, we are going to do a live show. I've spoken to one of our favourite breweries about letting them host us. We should start yeah. hyping it, eh? I yeah, mean, like we, we need to start getting a lot of details. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm no mathematician, but I know how close 98 is to 100. Yeah, so it's also going to be our Christmas episode. Ooh, so maybe, I don't know, we'll wear a Santa hat. Anyway, um, I guess we'll put up some tickets and hopefully get a special beer or two ready to go. It won't be much more than 10 bucks, but unless you're a Patreon, then it'll be free. Um, Pay it for itself. Yeah, I guess we'll work it out. I'm sure it'll be good. For sure. If we're involved, yeah, it's going to be great. Remind me uh, once we get off mic to tell you about the collaboration, which I'm not allowed to talk about. Nice. Yeah. There's a, there's a teaser for the, the audience. There's a collaboration happening <laughs> in the beer world. <laughs> also, the Brewers Feast is coming up this weekend. We are giving away some tickets through our Patreons. Yep. Uh, so you can sign up, get free ticket. There's also a dinner which I'm hosting as well on the Friday night. Which is, I think, ninety bucks, and it's six courses, and the food looks great. Like next level looking food. Awesome. Um, so if you're a loose end, come along. Where do you go to get tickets for that? Brewersfeast.com.au. And when is it? Sorry, 
next weekend. So December the 1st, 2nd and 3rd. Nice. Happens all weekend in Abbotsford Convent. Lovely, lovely place for a beer festival. Uh, I don't think I have any other news. Yeah, I think that's about it. Think you're done? Off to New Zealand. Did I take that already? Uh, off mic, you did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we'll probably, I'll be maybe recording a Patreon show there. Why the hell not? Uh, with, I don't know, we'll see. Um, I'm going to go check out the Wild Workshop with Garage Project. Fun. Uh, a couple of new brew pubs that I'm really keen to check out. Husk uh, Choice Brothers Brew Pub with Kerry, who's a really lovely dude. And Heyday Brewery, who apparently everyone says go check that out. So cool. I guess stay tuned for some uh, New Zealand news. Nice. I might quickly mention um, the uh, Acid Can launch at Three Ravens. I mean, I feel like this is the right spot for that. I went along on Friday night, launching Acid, which is like a blend of ice that they're canning for summer. Um, It's simple. It's delicious. It's in a fun-looking can. Definitely get it. But on the night, they also had – Brendan had – tangerine version of it and also a um what was the spice combination uh thanksgiving pumpkin spice maybe or was okay. some thanksgiving spice version of it which was subtle and nice like i was not looking forward to it yeah, yeah that it. sounds so unlike yeah, anything but, i want to um, drink <laughs> yeah no no but very very low-key and subtle and uh well worth a, a shot awesome. there plus it was also it was acid slash juicy a blend? N- no, a new batch of juicy oh, yeah. being done. So, yeah, I mean, it was acid and juicy tins for five dollars. Hard to. They had um, uh, pineapple passion fruit juicy slushy and a blueberry something acid slushy, which were both fantastic. Given it was like so humid and warm, yeah, yeah, uh, it was perfect. Um, How busy was it? Really busy. Oh, yeah. cool! Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds like such a fun time. Yeah, like, all yeah. those beers. It was it was really good. Uh, they had some uh, Sue uh, Sue something food truck on. Everything looked oh, great. Um, I'd already eaten. So the sous vide food truck, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Where they cook everything sous vide. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember their name. I've had I've had one of their rolls before. I quite it's liked something it. Something kind of snappy, I think. Yeah, it's a pun on sous vide. Yeah, sous sous video, something like that. No, sous sous video. Yeah, right. No, Dr. Seuss, I think, might be yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seuss sous vide killed the radio star? I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> it's Dr. Seuss. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was heaps of fun. And also, like, just to add to the atmosphere of it, while we were there, the huge thunderstorm came through. Oh, nice. So it was just great fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic. Awesome. It was a good night, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to throw a question out there. I put it out there on social media and had some response, but acid is probably an example of it's not listed as a blend of ice. It's probably not a blend of ice. Yeah, well, what would you call it? Just a kettle sour, I think, is what they're calling it. Um, So I'm starting to do, I do some of the Gabs beer categorization, and I've kind of pitched to the guys that maybe we just put kettle sour as a style of beer. For sure, because there's got to be so many of those that are going to get entered. I see someone. Flavored kettle sour. I see someone with cucumber hippie over there, which is able and advice, but it's also not really. Yeah, he does a hoppy version, the eight wide one. So, yeah, I think there's probably room I think to. There's a definite area for just kettle sour. What do people think? Uh, is kettle sour becoming its own Send style? Send in your thoughts. Yep. All right, let's uh, come back with some chat about well, a surprise. Ooh, Whoa. you know how to tease this one, don't you?
it, so I'm going for you. Oh, it's not too bad, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, So we've just poured another beer. Uh, That's a good one, too. a gift, hashtag freebie, from our friend Topher at Wildflower Brewing and Blending. This is uh, his Punch-On Fermented Czech Pilsner, which is quite a departure from his soured styles that he does, um, or his, his blends that he does. Uh, After a day of blending, though, what, what do you want to oh. drink? It's got to be this. Bower Room exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of an unlabeled bottle. It's delicious. It's really good. Yeah. It's um, very pilsnery, but not not like many I've had. I don't think I've ever had anything pilsner that's all been fermented on oak. It's got uh, very smooth edges, a mm. little bit of character there. It's really good. Speaking of Wildflower, um, we're going to mention our Patreon team as well are going to get some exclusive access to a, a bespoke blend. You guys. I think I've already cut off like anyone that joins after hearing this misses out. It's the people that were the true... Fair call, but... Unless in, we have some left over. But also get involved because yeah. you don't know what the next thing is going to be. Yeah, yeah. We're going to look at doing more things like that because I think they're fun. Bespoke blend. Who would have thought? So, Dave... A year ago, pretty much to the day, I put what up... was it today? The uh, 27th of November? 27th indeed. Okay. Um, what I happened this time last year? We I had a chat and what happened? put up some predictions. Five predictions for beer in 2017. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't think I put too much thought into it. Okay. How much thought have you put into it over the last 12 months? Oh, over there about it? these? A little bit. I've, I've oh, okay. looked, looked at it a couple of times over the Kept year. one and eye on it? All yeah, right. yep. Let's hear them. All right. So my first prediction was 2017 will be about price. Okay. Uh, lower price offerings from established and larger craft breweries. Uh, thoughts on that, Dave? Have you noticed that? Absolutely. Seen larger format um, uh, packaged products, mm. the tens have come out, the crazy price hawkers, rovers cases. Yeah. They were going for like 30 bucks 30, for 24 like that this week. Uh, Carwin Sellers. Yeah. yeah, they had so many of them. Um, we had the chat with Jane about the $180 kegs from Red Oak. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely been about price. I think it's definitely, there's still many segments of the market. I guess the market seems to be fragmenting a little bit where all the people in here today are probably not too concerned about price whereas there's probably other people going and looking for a decent beer that's for sure but i think it's permeated further than just the um <clears throat> consumers because i remember i can't think who i was talking to but someone um was talking to someone who was going to be opening a, a brewery or a business something like that and then one of the questions from the established brewers was well what are you going to do about the keg war the price war yeah. So if that's something they're thinking about when they're starting up or anything to warn um, new businesses about, then it's obviously going all the way through. We, I mean, we mentioned Goose Island and I thought it was interesting standing in my liquor lane the other day and Goose Island definitely had pride of place in the, in the shelf um, amongst all the other craft brewers and their price is obviously, it's not low, but it's competitive with the others. I don't know about if you are to buy a case of it from Dan Murphy's, I'm yeah. sure it will be a, a different thing. Um, I did notice Moondog's six pack was amongst the cheapest. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, uh, old mate. For yeah, old mate. Or whatever it was. Oh, I think nineteen. Oh, I saw it on the way here actually at um, Smith Street Cellars. I think sixteen ninety nine a six pack of old mate was going for. Yeah, so that's interesting because like that was 
I guess to, to give it some perspective, uh, James Bogue's six packs, 18, I think, at the yep. same shop. Um, things like the Lorry Boys, you know, those mm-hmm. kind of Supermarket-y. cynical supermarket yep. brands, they're about $18, $19 as I, well. I so uh, noticed First Choice Liquor, it might have been, or one of those bigger uh, businesses was doing two six packs of Mountain Goat Summer Ale for 30 bucks. Good. Which is, I think, normally about 22 or six yeah, packs. Yeah. So um, that's a heavy reduction. Yeah, that's not it up. I, I guess what is kind of cool is that at that lower end of price there are brewers such as mountain goat who are i guess owned by someone else but hawkers and hawkers uh moondog that are managing to compete at that level so hopefully it means other independents can get in there um and not be shut out because you know there are i think a lot of people that want to support small brewery breweries not necessarily too fast about the latest thing but you know you go into a barbecue and they want to get a a dozen beers. For sure. Uh, yeah, it's good that, that we could, I guess the market is providing that option. Hopefully it doesn't, I don't know, shut other people out of that, that part of the market because it is expensive. And Yeah, absolutely. While um, I think it's a pretty accurate call for what was to happen with 2017, I think we're not done mm. with that particular angle, I think. Very much early days. Very much early days. Um. What was the next number uh, two? Prediction? Oh, this is good. I've nailed this one. Oh, okay. Uh, this also Glenn Harrison will leave Temple. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> this has this has gifs. Oh, okay. I believe uh, that's what the kids call them, gifs. Uh, so why is it a j? Uh, the creator of them says that's how you pronounce it. But isn't it graphical something? <clears throat> yeah, but the creator of them says okay. that's how you pronounce right. it. Um, gifs to the other. To you oldies out there. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, so A, B, and Bev. Oh, so yeah, check, come, check out check out the GIFs. Okay. Uh, a, B, and Bev will slide in and really shake up the market over the next 12 months. Expect to see some Goose Island and a massive rejig of their premium and craft offerings. Uh, I believe they'll acquire at least one medium to large brewery. So with Goose Island, as we talked about, have come into the market since mm-hmm. then. Um they have they rejigged the yaks? Not really. They've kind of let them twisting the yaks and the who's, base. who's they though? CUB. So you were, oh, you thought they were gonna? No, nah, I would say no. I think yeah. Wild Yak's done pretty well for them, to be honest. Wild Yak didn't, was the old Wild Yak this year though? It was, wasn't it? Well, it's taken off this year, I reckon. Mm. No, I think it was launched. Oh no, it wasn't. It was launched last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they acquired Four Pines as well. Mm. Uh, good get, I reckon. Yeah, interesting. Um, Goose Island is probably coming harder than I expected and quicker than I expected. Yeah, quicker, maybe not. Uh, yeah, I think the time frame is probably just a lot shorter than anyone thought it might be. Because when I wrote that, there was no no indication that they would. Um, and now they've got their own kind of dedicated team that does them and also and They're looking at a couple brands. of like severely local-based enterprises with a couple of brew pubs. Yeah, That's yeah. how you really get to the, the, the heart of drinkers. Yeah. And it's interesting. Fair kind play. Of, it's, That's, yeah. You've got to do what you got to do. And it, it seems to be there's going to be a bit of a war on with people like them doing brew pubs. I guess Fixation is, you know, the, the largest part of the largest independent brewery um, in terms of Stone and Wood. And Brewdog looking to open a brew pub here in Australia as well. Like, it seems to be that's going to be a bit of a battleground. Um, I feel like every fifth person I talk to is wanting to open up a brew pub. 
But I think brew pub is the way to go. Like I think a battleground for brew pubs means it's a good thing for the industry. Mm. So mm. this is gonna be fun. Oh, gee, this beer's good. So good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> um, this is one like this has been bottled in like a champagne bottle. Mm. You could drink a whole bottle so easily. Oh yeah, I wish I had to yeah. get drunk it the other night and not not and shared not it. Tell me about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, prediction number three. We'll be pouring one out for a couple of small to medium-sized breweries. I think I said that a lot of struggled over the winter and last year, and I don't think all will survive. Probably wasn't as bad as what I, I thought, but there have been brands that have definitely given up. Uh, well, not given up, but not not made it work. Brew Cult Brew here Cult's in Melbourne, one that we uh, had a lot not a lot to do with, but we were we knew, knew no Hindo pretty well. Yeah, um, Rocks Brewery was up for sale for a while, and now they're not anymore. Um, Six String, I think, was looking for investors, but there was mm-hmm. questions over what that meant. But now they're not, I don't think. Uh, I wrote a couple more down. Anyway, there have been oh, there's a couple other smaller brands, um, contracty brands that that kind of, and others, I guess, small regional breweries that, I guess, natural attrition. You know, uh, the fact that I had to seek them out and I can't remember them means it's probably just natural attrition rather than. Yep. A trend. Fair call. Uh, maybe I was over, overly cynical. Maybe I was overly concerned for some of the people I talked to thinking that they were struggling more than they were. So it's kind of cool that some of the brands I had in mind are still doing still really well. Still doing it, yeah. yeah. Cool. What do you think it about shows that? shows you've got to be agile. Like you need to – if you're not um, if you're not killing it like you thought you might because some other people have come in and um, killed it better in the marketplace that you were looking at. Mm. You got to think on your feet to do something differently to uh, keep yourself relevant and above water. Well, I guess yeah. Speaking about Brewdog Goose Island opening brew pubs, they are now your competition. Yep. And they're not your they're not your distant competition that you know you get the occasional import of. They are they are that you know they're right in your face. Um, everyone says that the industry's very friendly, but when everyone's invested a couple million dollars. Mm-hmm. It's probably starting to take that turn in t- away from everyone being everyone's mates mm. now and it's like some real genuine competition. And especially I think like uh, as much as I think that competition with brew pubs is good for the industry, which I still think it is, it's a way more real turf war than package sales is against bigger brewers. Yeah. It's a real turf war. Yeah, and I guess we're talking about fixation opening up here in yep. Collingwood. Um, are we in Fitzroy or Collingwood at the moment? If Fitzroy. we cross the road, we're in yeah. Collingwood. Fitz, well, isn't it Fitzroy? Located, isn't it Slobia Fitzroy? Yeah, that's right. It's a bo- it's on the border anyway. Yeah. But we're um, right in the heart of it though. And yeah. then you've got the mill here. Yep. Um, you've got Stomping Ground. Uh, not far. Or Craft & Co. Co. just down the yep. road here. So like already this, this one suburb has got can I have four brew pubs? And I think there's, I think there's a lot. There's a lot of drinkers here. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. What's your nearest brew pub, Dave? What's that? What's your nearest brew pub? Uh, my nearest brew pub would be Bad Shepherd, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, Bad Shepherd. I wonder. Yeah. This t- I wonder if this time next year there'll be one closer than that. Hard to see it, but mm. hey, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I guess prediction three. Let's say 50-50. Oh, I'd be pretty happy with that prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four, I think, is what prompted me to write this prediction. Four. I think I was annoyed at people getting... Uh, uh, having lager anxiety. 
There's a real anxiety about lager in the, what do you the mean? beer world. If people release a lager, they have to like, oh, yeah, it's just a lager, but like they kind of have to justify yeah, why right, they're releasing okay. a lager. They And drinkers have to say, you know, oh, look, I don't like lager, but I like this. And then people were saying like, oh, the next big trend is going to be lager and, you know, lager's finally having its day. IPA's over. You know, people want, people just want a lager. And like, there's just so much tension around the act of having one lager, uh, which I just kind of found awkward and weird and slightly annoying. So I, that's kind of what led to that. Did I actually read it out yet? I don't know if you did. I said, writers, brewers and enlightened drinkers will continue to enlighten us. Oh, sorry, to lecture us that we should appreciate lager more and keep pushing the narrative there aren't enough on the market. In reality, there are a heap more than there ever have been and the best are readily available anyway. So I think with that prediction, it might have gone the other way. Mm-hmm. I think the industry's opening up to lagers as like a good option more yep. than anything else. We had the conversations with a few people about lagering. Yeah. And I think, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, Ryan at Blackman's has pretty much got a lager series. Yeah. We've got Foreigner that is specialising in lager and German Czech style beers. Yep. Yeah. Um, in Perth, you've got Nowhere Man who do, I think they've got three or four lagers on their, their menu. Um, I was up at Hemingway's in Port Douglas. They've got, they're doing a whole lager pilot series when I was there. We haven't shut up about Pilsners for the last eight, nine months. We're drinking a Pilsner now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I guess back then I was, I was thinking of it like, everyone says, oh, we need more lagers. While they're saying, oh, you know, lager can be delicious rather than yeah, lager. Like we need is more delicious. lagers, but I'm not going to c- commit yeah. three weeks of lagering or four um, weeks, six weeks. But like, they have, you know, you, at the time there's some really good, like Mornington lager. Um, it's probably the first example I think of. But there's, you know, there's half a dozen really good lagers yeah. that, that weren't there, say, five years ago. And now there's, I think, a lot more. Um, Stone and Water. Do, they've done a bit of a lager tour. So, uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. So I guess my prediction for next year will be lagers, will, their anxiety will fall away and mm-hmm. people will just be okay with having a okay. lager. I um I go through some stages in what I need to drink and I had a massive craving for a good saison mm-hmm. and I went to a bottle shop hoping for... hoping for... Um, Phantom. Mm-hmm. Next tier was going to be La Serene Saison, and I was going to get a Chevalier because most places have got that yeah. if need be. All those are first rate, but um, that was my yep. uh, desires. Yep. No Phantom, got a La Serene, was all set to do it. But I also just saw uh, Sam Smith's, Samuel Smith's Organic Lager, okay. which I, have, I hadn't enjoyed many times, and I thought... I'll just, I'll just grab that and do that. And I thought, that's the that's the natural one to have first. Mm. And I had that and it hit every spot that I was hoping to hit with the saison. I've still got the saison in my fridge and this is weeks <laughs> ago. So, um, oh, a good lager is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, this beer is probably a good example we're drinking now. It's fermented on oak. There's loads of character in there, um, but real subtle in terms of you give it it's to... It's super smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I had some of the new Blackman series the other day. Uh, he sent me a couple of cans after I was, I was writing an article about lagers. Um, hashtag freebies. And they were delicious. Uh, and I mean, his unfiltered lager in the cans is, is great. Yeah, it's a ripper, yeah. 
um, Stone and Wood, yeah, they're, they're big scrub lagers. And I've seen a few places like um, I mentioned off mic that I went to Lock and Key, which is a cocktail bar mm. above Captain Melville's um, on Franklin Street in Melbourne. And they had maybe 10 beers in their fridge. They didn't really push it. Mm. They don't have a list or anything like that. You have to look into the fridge to see what they got. Mm. I had a Garage Project beer. Mm. Like, Oh, I saw that at Lena's House of Love as well. That's like bobbing up in some yeah. places that you might not expect it given they've got the new distribution mm. uh, coming in. And it's like, that's a ripper. Mm. That's I mean, another we, good example. We yeah. talked about it with um, Pete on the show a few episodes ago. But um, yeah, I, th- I think that's a legit prediction that will, well, I'm happy to see it uh, unfold. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. All right. Just, I just had a moment of how much I'm enjoying this beer. Yeah, it's and really, really delicious. Thinking, should I email Topher and see if he can send me six bottles? <laughs> if I have to co-sign it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll okay. Go, yeah. My final prediction came with, this one came with a Drake gif, or gif, mm. as Drake would probably say. What was Drake doing? Uh, it's a, an old one. He's like shooting. Like finger guns? <laughs> yeah, blow it and then it blows up. What blows up? Yeah, he shoots and he makes a blow up thing. Uh, uh, what does that mean though? Well, the prediction was IPAs will blow up even, even bigger in the Australian market. If you're one of those, oh my God, too many IPAs t- IPA types, then strap yourself in because we're only just getting started. Okay. And then I said, um, I'm looking forward to more incessant whinging about any IPAs. Oh, Pro- probably I mean, from those wanting more lagers. <laughs> uh, um, that's all probably correct. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, th- I still think we're a long way from IPA saturation. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I still think some of my favourite places that make some of the best beers... I mean, we drink a lot of fresh beer. We've got that liberty of drink, living in Melbourne and get to access a lot of fresh stuff. Some of the freshest stuff... The last thing I want to drink, or the, my least favorite beer, is the IPA. So yeah. I think there's a, some work to do, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. Um, my favorite IPA is probably still Liberty Citra. It's yeah. not even local. Yeah. So, and we know how long. I mean, we ta- we've talked about how long it takes New Zealand beers to get here, given the relative proximity. So, I mean, I think that speaks volumes, and it also breaks our eight percent rule. Yeah, so yeah. there's nothing. There's nothing going for that beer, but it's still my favourite. Um, I don't think anyone anticipated New England IPAs to be... As big? Yeah, where yeah. we are now. Um, and it's only going to get worse or better depending I on I think your between point. Gabs and now, it's gone bananas. Also, I did... I looked at the Gabs guide 2016 versus 2017. Yeah. And it went from zero New England IPAs to, I think, eight. Yeah. Like that style did not... Oh, it existed, but not... It was just sort of in the distance, yeah. Um, and now it's a fully fledged style. Uh, and now it's almost like if you're a, if you're a beer brand that releases any kind of special release or one off or seasonals, if you haven't released a new, like a hazy IPA, what's going on? That's going to be your next move, yeah. pretty much. Um, and like, yeah, it's quite amazing seeing how many new release New England IPAs are coming out. And and I guess what one of the good things is there aren't too many that are being packaged. I guess probably people aren't really sure with them. So a lot of them are just going on, you know, brew pubs yep. on, on tap or, or small think, release um, kegs, which is kind of cool. I think with the super concentration of it that we've seen this year, 
I think that accelerates what we've talked about in the past that New England affairs might come and go, but the ones, the people that nail it will stick around and the ones that don't will move on. Yeah. And that's what should happen. Um, things like, I guess, Juicy is probably, we talked about the example yeah. that, uh, you know, that seems like it's always going to have a place in the market while yeah. there's others that might, might not. Uh, oh, I had Fresh Chop the other day and that was spot on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those those ones will stick around, and others might fall away. I think. Yeah, I had a fresh shot pretty recently too. It was delicious. Um, Juicy was tasting great on Friday night, by the way. It just, and but even things like the fix from Fixation, uh, fantastic. Which is you know the, the more classic IPA or West Coast IPA, the more classic New World West Coast. God, it gets so confusing. Um, good West Coast IPA is still king to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, there's my five predictions. I feel like you nailed it better than we thought. Right. Yeah, yeah, like better than you would have expected. I would have thought. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I think I might do a. I think I've already started working on. I can't remember if I started or not. The next year's predictions. So maybe I'll put that up before we podcast next. Um, and Dave, if you if you want to think about anything, chuck in there, or if you have any right now, maybe we'll do it. Uh, Maybe we should tag our awards show with predictions. Yeah. Does that sound like something? Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Maybe, maybe a, is our awards show going to be our 100th show? No, maybe not. So? Is our awards show going to be our 100th show? Maybe not. It seems like a lot to do. Yeah. yeah. Or it seems like a good thing to do. Yeah. We could maybe invite the winners yeah. to accept awards that we haven't talked about making yet. I reckon I know we're gonna we're gonna agree on a couple already. Okay, we only have three anyway. No, but I mean, like if we inv- I mean, again, yeah, 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 this is yeah. an off mic chat. But yeah, if you yeah, had yeah. people show up, we should give them something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah. haven't talked about that at all. Yeah, I'm thinking empty tins and gold paint. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, uh, we just super glue it to like a bit of wood or a brick. Don't I've got I've got plenty of bricks at, at my that house. That seems like it's unfortunately heavy for a, an award. Yeah, you want like it's like the, you know. Bells Beach, the pro surfing thing. Yeah. That's famously really heavy. So when they ring it and they've been out, you know, doing a week of surfing and their arms might be tired. Got it. Ding, ding, ding. So this is... I mean, it's the brick. A can and a brick. Hey, I'm not going to poo-poo it. Okay, well, it sounds like you're poo-pooing. It does a little bit, yeah. Um, All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and wrap up. Cool. uh, With some recommendations. Haven't got any, but I can think of some though. Yeah, all right. Back? Yeah, we're back. All right, I've got the uh, sun glaring on the screen, so I can't see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I'm sitting back out of the sun now. It's All lovely. Right. I've got a look, got my hand in the sun, which is just just oh, enough. Yeah. Just get that temperature adjustment right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to give us a beer recommendation? Sure, I will. Uh, this is one that just got released in Melbourne. Don't know when it will see other states, but I'm sure it will. It's the latest um, special release from Moondog. Bad Boy mm. Bubbly. Oh, yeah. Do you remember it from last year? Yeah, or no, not last year, a couple of years, years ago. Yeah, we got really drunk that night. Oh, did we have it? When did we have it? Uh, we we, is we it, you and me? Is that what you meant? Yeah, we've done a little bit of a bar crawl and yeah, ended right. up with Dog finishing on that. I believe it, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's a, it's a, essentially a barley champagne, I think is what they call it. Uh, and they finish it with champagne yeast mm. and it initially is very reminiscent of a sparkling wine. It's kind of amazing. Mm. The last time I had it, it does kick in the teeth right. at the end of the palate, if you recall. Yeah. 
don't know what the refinements have been to it this year, but it's not like anything else that you'll try. So I'd recommend getting a bottle and sharing it perhaps because I yeah. think that it is 13, in a 650 13, 14 percent, six fifty yeah. mil bottle. Yeah, it's that's a lot of beer. So um, share it with a loved one, share it with a good friend, but uh, maybe toast an occasion with it. But it certainly isn't like anything else that you've had. So if you see a bottle, get it on my recommendation. Right. What's your beer rec? Uh, so it's a beer ingredient recommendation. Okay. Um, I sometimes use my wok as a little smoker. Okay. And Do you have like chicken wire? Uh, so my wok actually comes with a, a steaming oh, a little, Yeah, rack. right, okay. Uh, and so, yeah, you need a lid. You need a, a chicken wire would probably definitely work or, or if you've got your little thing or I don't know if you have another smoking device. Uh, I've also got a lot of old hops in the fridge. We still have a lot of character. I think maybe Nelson Savon mm-hmm. in the freezer. Uh, so if I'm smoking some duck, a handful of hops in there with some rice and some sugar and maybe a little bit of tea, great. Yeah, the hop flavor just really permeates through. Um, I've used hop pellets before, which I think also work pretty well. But the, I think the flowers are yeah, right. Definitely, they get the, the smoke more. Yeah, I'm sure you don't they need would. much. Uh, but also, why I, do you have so many hop flowers hanging around? From when I used to homebrew, and I used to have them Still, done for years. Huh. Yeah, right. uh, and I did some tofu, smoked some tofu over some hops the other day, and then had that with some salad and stuff. Delicious. Nice. So, yeah, homebrewers, or if you're not a homebrewer and you want a fun ingredient to smoke some duck or some tofu, go get a, a small bag of hops. It's not that expensive to get you know, a small a few grams of hops at a homebrew shop. So Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That's a fun wreck. Thank you. Thank you. I like it. What do you got for non-beer? So my non-beer is uh, not going to be applicable for a while, but I figure that we often do we recommend really like hard to get beers and exclusive stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I don't really care. Um, on the weekend, I went to the Night Noodle Market uh, in Birrung Ma. Now I believe that this was the last weekend for it this year, which is why it's uh, somewhat exclusive. But um, I had I had such a good time and good experience. Um, going. Uh, it's the second time I've been there, uh, but it's such a well arranged event, and they take up a lot of space. That uh, I had a fantastic time, and you sh- you should make a plan to go to next year's one. Awesome. I think it runs for about four weeks. Uh, what did I have? I had started off with one of those kooky uh, potato spiral things. Chips on a stick. Chips on a stick. Look. They might, I don't know what culture they're from, probably none, but they're at every Asian style food market. Yep. And they're great. So, so good. <laughs> yeah. Chips on a stick. Uh, couldn't recommend that enough. Uh, then I went and had uh, some chicken skewers from Hoi Panoi. Yep. Delicious. Yep. Um, I think the way to do this is to uh, go small and various. Yeah. So, potato skewer. Couple of chicken skewers, then went up to uh, Mr. Miyagi and had a soft shell crab taco. Yep. So all these things are being split between me and my girlfriend. So yep. we can uh, we can afford to try a few different things. Soft shell crab from Mr. Miyagi is amazing on their yep. uh, nori taco shell, okay. which is new fun. to me. Yeah, um, and then we went back to the start and had just a delicious brisket noodle bowl it was like 16 hour brisket a mountain of uh 
bean sprouts, some of the best broth I've ever had, and that we ate that in the rain. It was fantastic. Yum. Um, but we talked off, off mic. One of the uh, intimidating things about the night noodle market is the queues. But if you get the queue, you threw it in five minutes. Mm. The bars you wait less than a minute for, but the real popular food spots have longest queues. But like, it's a few minutes because they fly through it because they're especially when they get towards the end of the um, the market season they're so like well versed yeah, on the yeah. service that they just yeah. fly through it so well someone like hoi Pinoy, they only do market so yeah at right this point, they they know how to do that but um gee it was a good time though nice. uh couldn't recommend it enough so we mentioned it at the start of the show i watched the end of the fugitive mm-hmm. this morning um i'd never seen it before and i always wanted to see it and i don't know why i haven't ever seen it it's a good movie. Holds up. For sure. Holds up really well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to recommend Watch The Fugitive. Do it, yeah. If you've never seen it, do it. Dr. Richard Kimball. Yep. What's Tommy Lee Jones' character name? Uh, he's Tommy Lee Jones, I think. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Just TLJ. Playing himself. Yeah. He has some great lines in that movie. Um, yeah, a really enjoyable movie experience. That um, famous Simpsons uh, parody of it as well with Milhouse. I don't think you, people would know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, what did he do? Uh, it had the that scene essentially. I can't remember what episode it was, but he was in the drain. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah right. I didn't yeah, do yeah, anything. Yeah. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was he escaping in that episode? I wish I could recall. I'm yeah. sure people at home are screaming it. Dave, where do people find you on the internet? Send me an email. I'd appreciate that. Uh, Dave at elevatime.com. Send us some news if you can. Get me on the socials, Instagram and Twitter at MelbDave. Um, if you want some exclusive content, go to patreon.com forward slash time. Sling us a few bucks. Five is going to be a qualifier for some episodes. Um, you look at the options there, though. It's all good fun. Luke, where do we find you? You can get me, Luke, at Ale of a Time and at Ale of a Time on all the socials. Uh, and also hypotheticalinstitute.com for some crazy conspiracies. What is coming up on the old uh, Oh, this H- week I think we're doing oh. Disney and Charles Manson. Okay. What's your angle with Disney? Sorry? What's your anger with Disney? Oh, um, well, what I've found is a lot of terrible, terrible conspiracies about Disney. So that's oh, my okay. angle so far. Cool. But the three of us, uh, I'm sure Salty, one of the, the crew there, will come back with his, his specialty is uh, lizards and, and aliens. Mm-hmm. So he's probably going to come back with some Disney lizard stuff. Okay. Uh, and Cam's specialty. So it's a lot easier to freeze a lizard than it is to freeze a person. Oh, definitely. Right. I'll mention that to Salty. Okay. Uh, and Cam will no doubt come back with some Nazi stuff because okay. that's his gig. So All right. Oh, well, I think he was a rampant anti-Semite, so... Um, yeah, yeah. That'll fit in it's nicely. A, it's yeah. a, not Cam. Walt no, 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 Walt Disney. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's a rich vein. His uh, frozen corpse was Let's just say Jews, yeah. Rebel Wilson is going to come up. Huh. Was she a... Oh! oh okay, tune in to find out. 